Hello everyone, my name is Erez Batat and welcome to Decoding Cannabis. In this episode, I'm going to interview someone named Dawn, who feels like she has a dependency on cannabis and is interested in reducing her consumption. And we're going to talk about why there is dependency and all kind of good things. Now, there's a technical issue. Dawn was connected via Zoom and her sound is actually great. I was connected, I was recording with a professional broadcasting microphone. And somehow my sound turned out really crappy. Like I'm talking bad. And you're going to have a little bit of a hard time understanding me. And so I know how annoying it is to listen to a podcast with bad sound. But if you're interested in understanding how cannabis impacts the mind, if you're interested to learn a little bit more about cannabis dependency and how to reduce it, I think it's worth your time. And I think it's worth your effort. All right, enjoy. When I'm gone, will I be who I was before? Will I be another me? Hello and welcome to Decoding Cannabis. My name is Erez Batat and I want to say hi. It's been a while since I've recorded an episode. And uh, since the last episode I recorded, I actually moved to Israel and a lot has happened, not just in my life, but also in the world. And here we are all battling Corona, coronavirus, and uh, I'm at home. And today I'm talking to Don, uh, someone who has seen my online program, Consciously High, uh, with which I help those who are interested in uh, learning how to moderate their use of cannabis. And uh, Don, um, hello Don, first of all. Hello. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to Decoding Cannabis. Now Thank you've you. listened to the, there's two episodes I believe about cannabis. I called it cannabis addiction. Now I call it something else. I'll talk about that a little later. But um, you've listened to them both and it sounds like they made an impression on, of, uh, on you. And you've also, um, when you wrote to me, you wrote something about the distinction I've made between will and desire. Um, what was the yeah. thing that caught your attention? And maybe you can tell people a little bit about yourself. Um, sure. So what caught my attention, well, the, the reason I found your podcast to begin with is, because I've been over these several years, been going through whole, you know, personal development, personal growth, working on myself, um, doing shadow work. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but uh, I came, so I, I came to this point where I realized that I say my, my biggest shadow has been cannabis. And it's something that I've, ignored or denied for a very long time um, but then it came kind of just hit me I had this whole vi visual of it of yeah, I, I, I kind of see things in in images um, and make my interpretations from from that of the meaning and um, so what I've been learning along the way is you know if something is something that whatever I'm afraid of I have to face it I got to look into it. I got to learn more about it you know and um, I know that a lot of people say 
cannabis isn't addictive and that's been said for years and now it's being legalized um you know in several places in the nation um around you know, i don't know everywhere but i know where i'm in the u.s so um lots of states have have legalized it for medicinal and recreational use so now it's becoming even more available than before and um I was kind of, I was actually kind of bummed because I was thinking, well, at least if it's hard to get, it's, it's easier to quit. Right. Yes, yes. Now it's so easy. I can have it delivered to my door, like yeah. legally. The, <laughs> and, temptation, um, the temptation is all over the place yeah. and it makes it hard, even harder. Yeah. So I, I just searched podcast, uh, cannabis addiction and your, your podcast came up and I saw the two, the two episodes. I listened to them both, um, two days in a row. Um, and I found it fascinating and it was, it was, uh, it made it clear to me that I have been blaming myself for a lot of things and not considering um how cannabis is affecting me and my thoughts mm. as an another influence and have i think over the years have been interpreting that as my own thoughts and feelings and and beliefs about myself if, if that makes sense yeah like you basically got to this point you're like oh well this is who i am and yeah yeah forgetting I've that been, actually yeah Go ahead. Uh, just to back up, um, I've been uh, using cannabis for majority of my life, more than than half my life. I, it's something that started off in childhood. Unfortunately, I got no most maybe I, I can't speak for everyone, but um, in in my uh, environment growing up, it was accessible to me and um, and curiosity, you know, made, made me look interested. This is something the adults were doing and they were having fun. So let's see what it's like. And, you know, so I had lots of opportunity to, to dabble with it um, starting at age 11, 11 or 12, somewhere around there. Oh, wow. Um, That's young. Yeah, young. And uh, it didn't become a constant in my life, a daily thing until... Uh, about age 19 when I was a teenager and had gone through, you know, some traumatic things throughout my, my teen years. And then I learned that, or I discovered that marijuana is a good way to help you forget, you know? Mm. And um, so I just thought the more I smoke, the more I'll forget about it, you know, forget about those things that I don't want to think about. And, um, for a long time, I thought it was working for me, you know, like I, I, I thought time will heal, but I can add this, you know, this extra layer of, of smoking that is going to take that memory away from me so that I don't have to go through it. But then all that's done is pushed it down, pushed it down more and more. And so I'm finding now this is like 30 years later, almost, I'm, I'm realizing that all that that I thought was going away, that, that cannabis was helping like dissolve and make it go away because I don't remember it anymore, has just really been buried deep down inside and has been affecting me in many ways, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of that. So that's all now surfacing and has been shrouded by this big shadow i have like visualized this big marijuana leaf shadow just hovering over me right. you know and and um all along i've just like 
you know, oh, that's my friend, you know, like that's, that helps yeah. me that, you yeah. know, so that was like the relationship I had with marijuana is that it, it helped me. It's medicinal, you know, there's all, like I was looking at all of the positives and not some of the, the negative sides of it. It's, yeah. you know, as, as you said in your other podcast, it, it's a tool, it can be used as a tool, yeah. but um, maybe not a crutch or a bandaid yeah. is not, not the best use of it. So so I've Don, Don let's focus for a second on the good because you've said, yeah. you know, you've you've described cannabis as some kind of a shadow, and obviously there's things there, and I want to dive in, but I want to hear first, what are the good things that cannabis gave you in your life? What what kind of gratitude do you have for that for that amazing substance? Um, for anxiety, for one, has been a, a, a huge help for anxiety, although that's, again, there's a kind of a double-edged sword there with, yeah. with the, the use of that. Um, for sleep, definitely, it's out of anything I've tried to help me sleep, uh, it's, it, it has helped tremendously. That's uh, one of the main go-tos so I can sleep. Um, it's also helped me be creative. I'm uh, a musician. It helps me write music. Um, and again just to relax you know that I, I i deal with a lot of muscle pain and from pre-existing conditions and so it's one thing that can help with the pain not that it takes the pain away but it takes your mind off of the pain so right. that you can you don't feel it as intensely that's yeah. how it works for me at least for pain so there's there's so many great things about it and the smell i love the smell of it that that actually the smell of marijuana takes me back to my childhood you know right. <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. you know but like mem memories of of times and people yeah. and it, you know things that happened and so it's it's a a great a great tool but i think people need to know especially now now that it's more accessible to people and then during corona where everyone's stuck at home and needing things to do to pass the time and maybe there's more people that are trying this for the first time and they're seeing the benefits but i think it's important to know that there is a line there that you know that you don't want to cross um because it can grip you in a different way if you if you let it yeah, if, yeah. you know unconsciously and so it, it's i like how your approach is of finding that balance between it being, being yeah. more in control of it than it in control of you and you know like any kind of addiction yeah so this is a good good place to give a little a little structure around this program that you've talked about because mm -hmm. um i haven't really mentioned it on this podcast until now again it's been over a year, I think, since I've recorded, if not more. Um, I, I agree with you. I think uh, cannabis is a double-edged sword. And just like every other tool, we can use it and we can abuse it. And I've abused it. I know that place of, you know, um, just nothing seems fun without cannabis. And I know that place of being worried about these marijuana shops popping all over the place because I'm like, Oh my God, what's going to happen now? I mean, I live in Israel now and they're talking about legalization and I have a lot of friends who are like, shit, what am I going to do now? It's a little bit curbed, right? Uh, and so I, I get that. I, I, I was there and, you know, with me, cannabis is, is a part of my work. I use it as a tool um, and, and I didn't want to lose that tool. And beyond the work, I love it. 
I love it. I have good memories too. I smoked for the first time when I was 35 years old and it's been a turning point in my life and a great one. So I get that. Um, and yet I refuse at any point in time, I refuse to believe that I can't get to the, find this place of freedom where I can have cannabis in my house and not smoke it and smoke it when the time and the place is right. And we can equate that to a jar of candy. And if we have a, a child in the house, that child, once they taste candy, they're going to be like, oh, give me more candy, right? right. Most children, have whatever child, you know, like they have their own little, little thing that they want. And children, they don't have a sense of moderation. And I didn't have a sense of moderation. And mm -hmm. so my process was to find that inner adult that person in me that knows what it wants and makes a decision based on the overall situation and not rather, you know, based on this anxiety that I'm experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. And it's been a journey. I'm not going to lie. And there's, there's people who's, who've taken my program and only the outer layer of the onion was peeled. Right. Mm -hmm. And then after a little while have done it again. And again, and every time, you know, it's better. And some people, I, I am working with someone here in Israel, for example, a one-to-one, -one, and that person is, he, he, he's been smoking all his life. I think you told me you smoked for 22 years. And uh, he's been smoking for, for uh, just about, just about. And he's now in his seventh week, no, eighth week, eighth week of not smoking. And people, have, you know, his wife told me, you don't understand cannabis and this guy, you know, let's call him John, right? This mm -hmm. guy, I mean, actually, he doesn't care. His name is Shai, which means um, a gift in Hebrew. It means something completely different. He's actually mm -hmm. not that shy and he doesn't <laughs> care that his name is going to be mentioned. And he's in his eighth week of, of a break. And she told me, this guy, you have to understand his entire identity is wrapped in cannabis and you got him to stop and nobody believed it and the the way this program works is actually simpler than we think it's mm -hmm. simpler it's so simple it's just curbing the desire curbing that intense desire through the focus of the will that's it that's all it is it's a set of of actions that are forcing our willpower to focus and nine out of 10 people who have, who have worked with are successful in, to the point that when they actually start their tolerance break, three-week tolerance break, at least three weeks, they choose. By the day they start it, they don't even have desire to smoke it. And I know it sounds a little like out there for somebody who's been smoking for 22 years, but it works. It works. Because when we want something, nothing is stronger than our willpower, nothing. And right. we just have to get to the point where we really want, we have to understand why we want it. So let me ask you, let me pass the torch. Why do you want to either quit or it sounds like you want to moderate, you want to gain command over your use of cannabis? Why? Because it prevents me from taking action. You know, in in general, it's I have so so many ideas and plans or 
things like changes that I need to make. Um, and it, I feel like it kind of holds me back. It's like, again, again, with the imagery, I, I feel like it's like that ball and chain, you know, and it's that thing back there that's slowing me down. Um, and, and I've, I've accomplished a lot of things over the last 22 years, even still, but I feel like they, I've done, I've done the thing or whatever, you know, whatever it is, certifications, yeah. things like that, but I didn't do it. I didn't give it my all. I did it as, you know, I did enough because I was making sure I had more to put into my habit. You know, like it, it, if something was going to conflict with my habit too much, then I, I wouldn't, you know, it's like I had to borrow my time and energy from one to put into another. And this habit and this relationship that I have with cannabis and what it does for me in, in different moments throughout my day or week, um, have be, I've become dependent on that. And so sometimes I feel if, if something is going to take that away from me, if I feel threatened that that's going to go away, then I won't want to focus on that because it, it, it's so it's like I'm making room for it when maybe I shouldn't you know when when I need to make yeah. more room for something else that is going to help me progress versus can, keeping can you me around us with a tangible example something you know without going to specifics that are that are gonna obviously be too too personal for you to share but is, is, is do you want to write a book do you want what do you want to achieve in your life that's cannabis I, yeah i do want to write a book and i started writing a book and it's kind of about this you know but i feel like i'm still going through the process that the story's not done yet so i can't finish the book um but it's it's uh you know like some of those other the other podcasts i listened to that you did where we talk about like smoking sativa and that kind of opens up your mind you have all these thoughts and, and ideas that come and branch off into different areas yeah. and you know you can can write a whole book in in like a few seconds of just thinking about it well you know after being altered and yeah. you know and so and then and then once i that wears off i forget about it or even just conversations like simple conversations i had with my husband and then he asks me you know remember remember we talked about blah 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 and and i'm like no i don't remember and you know and then it, it takes a lot to jog my memory back to a conversation i had two days ago and right. that 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 and that's been more recent and that's kind of what concerns me i'm like okay so this is really affecting my memory to the you know more than it ever has before yeah um and and you know so so that's that's I guess I don't know if that's the example that you were asking for. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, it, it just it prevent it prevents me, and then it also, um, as I said, you know, the, all of those emotions that I've, I've you know, stuffed down, thinking it, I'm I'm taking care of them by smoking. This was yeah. you know year when I, my younger years. Um, well, all that still needs to be processed, and I noticed as things as I get triggered throughout my day, throughout life, and I get, I feel those feelings starting to, to surface. My first thought is I need to smoke. I need, cause, cause I know as soon as I do, it will take it away and it, it will go away. It will, it will make me feel better. I won't think about it. It's back there. 
you know yep. it's just yep. and i'm and i'm like a reset but it's not a real reset it's just in that moment and so it's it's almost like too with my my family the you know, the close ones to me um in a way it's like they kind of support it like yeah go go smoke because you know because i'm hard to deal with without it if you know i can yeah. be i can you know i don't I, you know like scary i mean i don't i don't know if that's if that's the 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 right word but um yeah, yeah i mean I, I i that's kind of been my motivation more recently yeah. of like yeah. something that happened a few weeks ago that i really made me concerned you know so yeah yeah. All right. So, so let's, let's uh, organize because you said so much. So let's organize a little bit of what you said okay. uh, for the listeners. So cannabis, as, as, as I said before, is kind of a, a double-edged sword, right? On one hand, you can do amazing things with it. On the other hand, it can hurt you as well. And cannabis, I, I, I like to say, uh, to people, so I'm, I'm going to preempt it and say that everybody's different. Some people function beautifully day in, day out with cannabis. Some people function beautifully day in, day out without it. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But if we look at the numbers, one out of 10 people who smoke cannabis um, are admitting that they're addicted to it. This is according to the Global Drug Survey from 2018 and 2019. Okay. Um, one out of five admits that they need to smoke less, but they don't know if they can, which really suggests that one out of five have some kind of a dependency on it. Yeah. Now, so it's a lot more common than we think. Okay, that's one. Mm -hmm. Second, when it comes to creativity, you mentioned something about creativity. Um, when people talk to me about it, it's like, on, how come point? cannabis, you know, what, did it, what does it do to, can you still hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, what does it do to creativity? I like to say cannabis, cannabis um, encourages creativity. It, it fuels creativity, but it kills creation. It kills the actual doing because yeah. for, for most people or, you know, the vast majority, it has a demotivating factor because what happens, the creativity that we feel when we smoke cannabis is the momentary potential that we see for creation. We get ideas. We don't really do creativity with cannabis. We do ideation. We come up mm -hmm. with a new voice. We uh, write a few sentences and they seem so amazing. Uh, we find who we are. We get to know ourselves. Uh, we come up with amazing ideas. But every idea has to be planted, it has to be watered, it has to seed, it has to develop roots, it has to grow a trunk, it has to grow, and it needs work. And that work, when the cannabis goes away, that there's a pendulum that swings in the other side, and then we lose motivation. What is motivation? Motivation is willpower. Willpower okay. focuses us on a specific target, on a specific desire for a long time, we can carry, the willpower carries the desire in our minds through time. And it allows us to keep focusing on it, keep focusing on it like that book we want to write. Mm -hmm. Now, with cannabis, you know, you mentioned these issues, for example, writing a book. Most people, when they smoke cannabis, for example, sativa, 
dominated strains. Their mind is sped up. And because of the, this speeding up, we can see a broader picture. We can see a bigger story. But we also forget the little details. It's sort of like taking, uh, taking up from the ground using an airplane. When we're on the ground, when we're driving with a car, even a fast car, we can read the billboards on the highway. We can see other cars. We can see monuments and so on and so forth. But when you take off with a plane, you go so fast that you stop seeing the highway. You don't see the billboards anymore. You just see that the highway becomes more abstract. It just becomes this line that you see. And you don't see the details, but you see a bigger picture. You see the entire highway, right? And it's the same thing with sativa versus indica. Most people, sativa speeds up their thinking mind, the mind that thinks with words. Mm -hmm. And so we get a bigger perspective. And this perspective has so much potential in it. We get so many amazing ideas from it. But the actual implementation, it's very hard to do, especially when it comes to a book. Because when we write a book, we need to remember the entire tree trunk, the, the, the entire tree. The trunk, which is the, the reason we're writing this book, the biggest message, you know, the, the core of idea that we want to pass. And then all the branches. And what did we write? What, did we, what didn't we write yet? And it's hard. And with cannabis, it's, it's difficult. Um, right. So, so just to kind of organize, organize that stuff. Now, when it comes to stopping the use of cannabis, you know, I want to remind you something, Don. Mm -hmm. You don't know yourself without cannabis. When, what's the longest period of time that you haven't smoked? And when was it? Four months. And it was actually after I had um, sinus surgery. I had a deviated septum. I, I was getting... Uh, sinus infections so regularly anytime I got a cold I'd, I'd get sick and and I would always smoke still sick you know and I and I think I get allergic reactions when you know my eyes get really red I get inflammation yeah. so I knew I needed this this operation just to breathe better and to stop the infections and then I was also in the back of my mind thinking okay well I'm definitely not going to smoke while I'm healing you know and and so it, I had made that decision and I had committed and I and I knew there was no possible way after I've gone to this extreme that I'm going to start smoking again yeah. and I did it was four months of it I healed I didn't touch it I didn't even think about it didn't want it because I already I made that in my mind that clear in my mind mm. and I set my mind to it and I really liked the way I felt I might I could breathe better I mean the surgery definitely helped but I, I wasn't sure was it the surgery or was it because I stopped smoking which made the difference or maybe yeah. it was both um and I also remember um the feeling of being proud of myself like I'm like I'm free I had this feeling yeah. of freedom yeah so that was a nice feeling however um I have to <laughs> point out too that all the times that I've quit because there's been other times you know a month here a few weeks or you know I think four months was my biggest stretch um but um those times I've had I've dealt with sleep paralysis and these really weird scary dreams that seemed very real and so 
and I oh, and those seem to come after I've gone away with no no marijuana at all. It needs you know a few weeks. Then I start getting those dreams again, and and I don't like them, <laughs> and so they yeah. don't happen if I smoke. And yeah. so that's also been another, um, I guess reason behind yeah. it that that kind of pushes me back but typically like that time what broke my streak there that four month streak is we went on vacation and we were at our favorite vacation spot and during um the summertime and that's something that was like a tradition to do yeah. while we're there yeah. and we happened to have um someone brought a, a joint i didn't bring anything i i didn't want anything but it was there and all of a sudden i was like well let's see, you know, let's, yeah. let's give it a try. Yeah. And then once I dabble a little bit, it's just, it, it's, I've always been like an Liberate all or nothing. Yeah. As soon as I break that, like yeah. even with dieting, it's the same thing. As soon as I yeah. eat that cookie, I've messed the whole thing up and might as well yeah. just continue. And so that's kind of what has happened. I've had a lot of, you know, chunks of time where I've quit, but then there's something that pushes me to it again. And, and oftentimes that time was, you know, a, a, a like a, uh, reminiscing or whatever, trying to recreate old memories. Um, but other times it's been something happens, like some, something that makes me really angry or anxious or sad, or, or I have some flare up of pain in my body because I have some you know, medical conditions going on. Um, and then that becomes like my go-to then like, even yeah. like, I just like, I think of like, it's the only thing that is going to make me feel better. And then I go back to it and I get like comforted again, you know, it's like going back to Mary Jane's arms and she gives me a big hug yeah, and, yeah. you know, and like, I'm, and that's like part of how I grew up, you know, like, um, well, I have a kind of a, a interesting story. I don't know if you want me to share with you, Please. but it, it kind of ties it all together with, with me in this relationship with marijuana like i like because i talk about it as if i have a relationship with it like another yeah, person yeah i understand way. that you do tell me a story don so when i was trying to remember why um you know like why is this my biggest shadow you know why is this preventing me from you know moving on and you know it, i pinned it down to shame okay so that shame that feeling of shame that's one of the lower vibrating emotions out there that that um is really common in many of us, but that is what kind of prevents us from moving forward because it's this limiting belief about ourselves. And I've always been ashamed of smoking. I've never been that. Some people are like, yeah, 420, oh, you know, they, they like praise yeah. it. They, they cheer it and they, everyone knows and they're like, oh yeah, those are the smokers. I've always been a closet smoker. I don't want people to know unless they smoke too, I don't share with it. Yeah. You know, um, like it's not something that people, my colleagues know. So it's always been this thing of being like ashamed of. And so I had to do some digging, you know, asking into my subconscious mind, okay, what, where does this memory of shame come from? So I was brought to this memory of being um, five years old in my aunt and uncle's backyard. Um, and they, they were heavy smokers and sold it and everything. And they, I, I'm in their backyard with my parents and my aunt and uncle, and we're all around surrounding this plant. And they're talking about it. And the plant's like taller than me. And they're just how special it was. And look at the leaves and look how it smells. And like, and forever, this plant was like the most amazing thing in the world. And I'd never seen it before. And it's a marijuana plant, of course. 
And so I just thought, wow, we're so lucky. This plant's here, you know, and then it here comes show and tell and kindergarten. And I raised my hand, like, I have, I want to share, I want to share. And my kindergarten teacher, I see yes, where this Rachel. is going. That's funny. <laughs> and here I am with this big old smile, all enthusiastic. My aunt and uncle have a marijuana plant this big in their backyard, like expecting this huge reaction, like, whoa. And there was crickets, silent. And none of the kids knew what I was talking about. <laughs> and then my teacher, she's like, that's oh, not appropriate, Dawn. Wow, wow, wow. Shut yeah. you up, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's uh, shut me down. Then she told my mother about it after my mom picked me up, but there was no discussion for me. There was no, um, like, explanation why it was yeah. bad. It just yeah. was, was a bad thing. And then it had always been, you know, something to do in private, and it was illegal at the time, so it was always this hush-hush thing. Yeah. So it, my experience, it, imp, imp, it imprinted this feeling of being ashamed of it at the age of five. And of course. later, you know, as I started smoking it, it was, you know, that something that was a, you know, became a shadow. And that's why I, that's where the shame comes from, I think, yeah. stemming from that experience and then others throughout the, the years. Yeah. You know, interesting, the funny thing about shame is that it only dissipates when we actually share, when we actually um, stand tall uh, the way we are within ourselves and mm -hmm. say to the world, this is us. And then, boom, just like that, it just goes away. And I felt that actually last week. Um, last week, I had my first lecture here in Israel. Um, and... It was a. It was kind of a big deal. It was uh, together with um, the Israeli Center for Science and Consciousness, and I talked about how our perception of time is created. And during the lecture, I talked about my research, my ten years research, and I, I said, "Well, there's no better example to talk about our perception of time than to talk about cannabis." Now. The people in the audience didn't really know, knew that I, I was going to talk about cannabis. There was the president of the organization there, and my parents were in the audience. It was a corona audience. It was only 20 people, and, but it was broadcast online. Right? Um, and I found, you know, I just, I just decided I just have to, to, to kind of say it. I just have to up myself. Um, and something interesting happened since I've done it, and it's only been less than a week, um, I feel an, an ease when I come to create, um, when I come to write, when I come to record a little movie, when I come to do this podcast with you. I had this, this um, difficulty, difficulty showing up, gathering motivation, gathering uh, um, uh, energy to go and do it because... And I didn't know it was the shame. I didn't know it was the shame. It took saying it to actually realize it because suddenly my shoulders are lighter. And this is me, people. I've done 10 years of research with cannabis. I've spent my life saving in, you know, put it into this research because I believe in it. And it's, you know, it's starting to pay off, but it's a journey. And you know, my father there thinking, you know, what have my son done, you know, done, you know, 
mm-hmm. there's something there. So it's a great story, the story that, uh, that you've told. So thanks for sharing it. And also, I just want to remind you, it's a story. Do you understand? Right. It's just a yeah. story. It's just and a story. Yeah, it's just a story. And it's a great story. And it's true. And it has done what it has done. And the words, the specific word, appropriate. You've used the word appropriate. Words mm-hmm. create reality. From the second you heard that word, there was something appropriate and there was something that wasn't. And it was good to be in the appropriate side. And it wasn't right. good to be in the not appropriate side. You got reprimanded. Mm-hmm. And voila, a bridge, you know, some kind of a, of a harsh realization. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something to, to, to kind of release. So good for you for being interviewed in this podcast. That in itself is, is an accomplishment. You know, well, that, I kind of figure that's my my a little step forward to be coming out of <laughs> yeah. out there of like this is yeah. who I am or who it, who I've been. Um, but another reason of being shameful of it, I, from from myself personally, is because I've been concerned of what people will think. Like, oh, she's just a pothead. That's why she she didn't yeah. do it right. You yeah. know, like that, that they will question my level of intelligence and then blame it on marijuana because I'm choosing to do that. And that in itself is not an intelligent choice. You know, like that's, these are like kind of the thoughts I've, I've had yeah. about it. And so that's yeah. why I don't want people to know. But yeah. then in your previous podcast, you had mentioned, you know, when, when there's a high, there's a low, you know, the next day after having yeah. smoked, you know, you're going to have that, that experience, that low. And I never considered that. I never considered the low. I've just thought it wore off. This is how I am now. This is who I am. And then I'd have all of these thoughts, uh, you know, these downer thoughts afterwards, uh, or my memory be cloudy. And then I'm here, I am trying to work jump into work and then uh, thinking like everyone else is so quick and they remember how do they remember this so well you know and like i must just yeah. be bad at this not thinking like there's something else that is yeah. causing it and that that isn't who i am there is more to it yeah. but i accepted it as my own i just started to identify with these these behaviors that that are created for, as a, as the after effect as my own and not yeah. realizing that you know, I, I might actually be different than this. And yeah, yeah. You know, um, it, it's almost like everybody, you know, when, when we're clear minded, at least, you know, uh, the vast majority of the time, it's like we're running a marathon. And so we keep our strength and we, we can show up when we need to show up. And when we, when we exaggerate, I, I don't call it addiction anymore because we're not really addicted. We're just exaggerating in our use of cannabis. And the second we're going to stop exaggerating, there's not going to be an issue, period. It's that simple. And, you know, you spoke about in your email to me how, how words create reality. So let's not say we're addicted. Let's not say addiction. Let's say exaggeration. There's nothing wrong with the occasional uh, uh, use of cannabis as a tool to expand our consciousness, as a tool to help us with anxiety, as a medication, as a medicine to help us sleep when we need to. There's nothing wrong with that. The issue starts when we exaggerate, when we don't have moderation. And usually I find that people I work with who don't have moderation in cannabis also don't have moderation elsewhere 
when it comes to that jar of cookies, the pack of cookies, just like you said. And I'm like that. I'm like that. Okay? You're not alone. I'm not li- I'm like that. I'm like, fuck yeah. it. I already done it. Might as well. Right. Okay, I'm stopping to smoke on the whatever. You know, I have. Push it out to another day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, not even, you know, like I, I'm very, even now, even now I have full control on my use of cannabis. And even now, and I said, oh, starting, I know that starting this Wednesday, I'm not smoking for 10 days because I've decided that, you know, I have very specific schedule when I'm smoking. The, the child has been satisfied. He gets his time in the sun and the adult has been satisfied. He gets two full week every month in my own schedule. Everybody's different. That I write, that I'm clear minded. And three days after I stop smoking, I go back to normal because I no longer smoke like crazy every day, right? So mm-hmm. I, 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 but there's periods when I do smoke. And even then, it comes to me that, oh, I want again, I want it again, I want it again. What is that? What is that desire, right? Yeah. And how do we control it? How do we control it? And that slippery slope. And isn't, it, isn't it better when we get to the point where we're like, oh, just as an example, I have an interview. Oh, I, you know, I have a little anxiety, this and that. Maybe I, maybe I want to smoke, you know. Yes, but I already know. I've learned the hard way, the hard way. that if I'm going to smoke now, I'm not going to be able to follow the thread of conversation. I'm not going to be able to, to remember things that you've said that are important for me to remember. I'm not going to be able to lead us to the next step in the conversation. Okay, I'm not going to smoke. But I want to smoke. I want the, the, the voice in us that wants to smoke is always going to be there. The idea is not to, to eliminate the part of us that wants to party all the time. Because that's the child. The inner child is okay. It's okay that, that she's there. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing is to say, to the, just like we say to a child, they said, not right now. There are specific times when it's okay, and there are specific times when it's not okay. And when we, when we make peace with that inner child, then when we actually go to a party and we, we know that it's okay to smoke a joint, we don't go to the, to the place to say we're going to smoke every day. You've mentioned that you for four months you haven't smoked. And then you smoked once and it was a slippery slope. Well, of course it will be. Because the inner child says, well, fuck you. you for four months, you didn't let me smoke once. You went from smoking every day to basically saying, you can't see your friend again. I'm going to show you. Wait until you crack, because when you're going to crack, I'm going to take advantage of that opportunity, and I'm never again going to give you, going to give you the strength, the, the, I'm going to hand you the, the reins, mm-hmm. because then you, you're not going to let me smoke again. And yeah. there's a piece of you, there's a piece of you, Don, that wants to smoke, right? Hold on just one second. All right, I'm back. I had to take a sip of water there. Um, so, so yeah, so there, there's this, this, this struggle. There's this fight between the part of us that wants to smoke, that wants to party, that really, really enjoys, Don, enjoys the wonders of cannabis. Not only it allows us, you know, to feel better, it allows us to, to learn to love ourselves. You've mentioned, you know, so many things about you, that you, things that are ha- happened in the past, memories that you don't want to remember. 
what is it about cannabis that allows us to enjoy it so much? How come when, we, when we're smoking, all of our cares just dissipate? You know, there's a lot of research that shows uh, that cannabis is linked to psychosis and to schizophrenia, to split personality. Obviously, most people don't get that, right? There's people who are really afraid to try because they're, um, you know, they hear about it. It's like, it's, it's, it's a lot of minor cases, right? I mean, there, but there's a link there. There's a reason why there's a link there. What cannabis does, it speeds up, as I said before, the mind that thinks, the mind that creates narrative. We all experience life through our senses and we give it narrative right? Oh, today I went to work. Today I did that. Oh, maybe I'll do that. You know, I am whatever, a metaphysicist. No, I'm not a metaphysicist. I'm a guy who studies metaphysics, a guy who teaches metaphysics, whatever, whatever story we have. I had an experience when I was five, right? We create a story. Cannabis allows us to change that story temporarily. Now, what happens when we change the story temporarily again and 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 again? again, again. A different story parallel to our lives is being created over time. And that story is different than who we are. It's not not who we are. We're also that person that we are when we smoke cannabis. We're a multitude of people. And it's okay. We're all, you know, we don't have to limit ourselves to who we are. The key to let go of cannabis is to realize that the person that we are when we smoke cannabis we can be even when we don't smoke cannabis. We can. We have paved these neural pathways. We're just afraid to let go of the floating device. But we can actually swim on our own. It's not going to be the same. There's not going to be the dopamine rush. But it's okay because there's not going to be the crush, right? But we, are actually, we can actually be that person. We can be that person that loves ourselves. We can be that person who is who is sharp, sharper, or maybe uh, uh, more in our hearts, or maybe um, more focused, more present in the moment. Whatever cannabis does to us, we can be that without cannabis. We can. Just without, you know, the euphoria. But the euphoria is already fake anyway, right? And so right. I'm not saying let's not enjoy the euphoria. I'm saying there's a time and a place for the euphoria. But when we live in the euphoria day in, day out, we don't leave ourselves time to actually live in the real reality. That put aside, okay, there is something, you know, that you've mentioned that has plagued you in your life that if you let go of cannabis, it's not going away. It's there. And it has prevented you from sleeping and it has done many things, right? And so mm -hmm. without question, it's not enough for somebody like you, Don, to, to take care of the cannabis piece. You also have to take care of whatever, you know, whatever that experience. Funny enough, even that experience, when, when we have a memory that we don't want to let go, or that we want to let go of, interestingly enough, the way to let go of that memory is to actually dive into it, is to actually speak right. about it, is to actually vocalize it. Because every memory is a narrative. And when we speak it, right. especially when we speak it when we smoke cannabis. So you said that you smoke cannabis in order to forget. 
funny enough, in my journey, I've always smoked cannabis in order to remember even the bad things, in order to talk about it, in order to see a different perspective and to rewrite the story in my mind. Okay? <laughs> and so I wanted to be very, very clear, very clear to whoever is listening, whoever is in doubt, because you've mentioned, you've touched on a, such an important point, Don. You weren't realizing that the cannabis was giving you, in the macro, it was giving you mood swings. It was impacting you because you just figured, well, I'm not stoned anymore. A day has passed, two days up, whatever. No. No doubt. I've no doubt. I've seen it again and again and again. I've tested it. I've done research on it. I wrote a book about it. Cannabis is swinging our emotions because it's shifting our time perception. And so our time perception uh, causes the change in all the other aspects of our personality, in the way we think, in the way we emote, in the way we act, in the way we speak. And that pendulum that swings back impacts all of that. It impacts our ability to converse, your forgetting conversations that you had. It impacts our ability to emote. You know, if we are suffering from anxiety and cannabis uh, eliminates the anxiety, when we don't smoke cannabis, the anxiety is going to come back and it's going to feel stronger because now our place of comparison is, is that euphoria that we just had. And so now we're a little depressed because, fuck, yesterday I had euphoria and now I'm coming back to this life. Once right. we gain the balance, well, why do I teach balance? Not because I want people to keep smoking cannabis. No, because it's in the balance that we find the joy. When we find the balance, when we flatten our you know, swing of emotion, when we, when we still have that place of joy, of that expansion with cannabis, when we can still use it moderately when we go to bed and if we don't sleep in order to understand that dream that we just had. When we use it just, I call it, to drain the tub, to shake the snow globe, to, uh, you know what I mean, to vacuum the carpet. Sometimes you gotta vacuum the carpet. You gotta shake that snow globe. And it's okay. When we use it as a responsible tool, when we use it as a tool responsibly, we enjoy the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. Now the question is, how? How do we do that, right? Yeah. So I want to switch back to you because I, I think you have a lot to share. And tell me where you want to go from here. Well, lately I've been doing some work I've been, I've been following another program it's not specific about cannabis or addiction or any, anything it's more um about re reprogramming um our belief system through neuroplasticity you know by you know, going into that story or that memory and creating a new one or a different outcome not changing it but actually ch changing it to in the in the mind enough so that your emotional response isn't the same any longer so you have a, you can change it to a positive response. Um, and so I was kind of curious because I, the, it, this involves like a series of, uh, visualization meditations and, and journaling journal prompts and stuff. And I've been doing them, but I've been doing them while I'm high, you know? And so yeah. I, then I think to myself, well, is this even helping is, or is it enhancing it? Is it hurting it? Is it interfering? Um, 
and I'm still not sure myself yet. Like, I think may, maybe it'd be better if it was, if I was not altered, but the time that I'm fitting it into my schedule kind of fits with the times that I've also fit, you know, my habit into my schedule as well. Um, so part of it is trying to manifest more willpower <laughs> yeah. so that I can, um, you know, have that strength and courage to, to take the break that I need. I don't know if it's permanent or, or what I, it's not something that I want to give up completely, but I know at this point in my life, it's something that is holding me back to a greater purpose. Yeah. And I've had these, again, with these images that, that come to me, um, like I guess from my subconscious or higher up, who knows. Um, but there was this, this image that kept getting repeated to me for a while. And it was this scene out of a movie. And for, and for a while, I didn't know what movie it was. I actually had to investigate because it was just some movie I saw a while back. And the scene is the, these, these kids, these young kids are looking for someone who's lost and they're in Vegas and they go into this nightclub. And in this nightclub, it's like a, a time trap. So there, there's the waitress who's walking around with these lotus flowers, like little lotus flower treats and every time they would eat a lotus flower they would forget what they were doing they would party and have fun and then it would wear off and then they'd eat another lotus flower until they you know finally the the main character realized like wait we're, we're supposed to be getting so and so and then like three days had passed and they didn't know and and then I, i've finally it hit me because when i started i used to you know call marijuana marijuana pot weed you know never did i call it flower not until these shops opened up and that was the the term now it's it's considered flower it um and so when i started hearing well that's weird flower and i was like lotus flower flower you know and then yeah. i kind of put the two together and i'm like oh that's my lotus flower that's what i keep i'm still yeah. in that room yeah. eating the lotus flowers and i have this other thing out there that i'm looking for yeah. and so yeah. I need to, you know, so, so I finally, you know, realized what that was, but it, it just that same scene kept playing over and over in my head for a long time, like yeah. over the course of time. And then I found out, I found out the movie that it is. I had to look it up. It was some movie I watched with my son a while back called like Percy Jackson or something. I don't know. And it's, it's a great movie. Um, but that's where that scene came from. And it was yeah. a message, I think for, for me, like some, a message to put it into perspective that this, this flower is preventing me from yeah. attaining When's what the I'm last for. time you've taken a break from cannabis? Um, it was before the, the pandemic broke out. I had been uh, off for about a month or six weeks or so. Um, it was kind of, you know, New Year's resolution. I was working towards that and I was doing okay. Um, then the whole pandemic broke out and uh, I had some issues pop up that were, you know, triggered a lot of anxiety all within that first week when everyone was in lockdown. And and I just said, so I'm like, I, I, I need to smoke like I can't get through this unless I smoke and then you know there it was it came back and and so now it's here we are still what nine months later and I haven't taken a break yet and and I still want to (laughs) yeah and and it's 
and it's easier now that with this pandemic, like the, just to pass the time, you know, and yeah. the ex, extra worry and anxiety that's created by it, you know, yeah. that helps me yet again, forget, you know, like yeah. to, not that forgetting is, is a, the, a good option, but that was something I've resorted to is in a, in the past. Um, so I want to say um, a few things about the process because you said, okay, I need to stop. You, you keep talking about it. So let's talk about the process just a little bit so that we can understand what's happening. Well, okay, so what's the next steps? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you, you need to take some kind of a tolerance break. You need to go back to being clear so that you can evaluate your relationship to the plant. And then reform your habits in a way that eventually, eventually you're going to be able to use it only when the time calls for it. And this time not, you know, slide in this slippery slope and catch that thing. Because forget cannabis for a second. It has nothing to do with cannabis. We Mm -hmm. smoke cannabis. We change our consciousness when our current reality is, is not good for us, when we're suffering, when we're afraid. Give yourself a little credit here because the time of the corona is difficult. A lot of mm-hmm. people have slipped into old habits during this time. It's stressful. Right. It's, yeah. it's not an easy period. Um, and I myself, when the period started, I mean, it was, it was out of choice. It was like, okay, now I'm smoking, you know. And I've allowed me, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was an inward time. And so mm-hmm. a piece of it is, is what it is. It's the exaggeration in the smoking. And so what do we do? How do we deal with it? Um, The program I'm offering is available on weedoutthehabit.com, weedoutthehabit.com. And it's a a four-week program, but you can decide how long your break is. It doesn't have to be three weeks. The reason I chose three weeks is there's a week prep, and then there's three weeks of a tolerance break. Mm -hmm. The reason I chose three weeks is because three weeks is usually the minimum to allow us to really sink into a place of clarity so that we can ask ourselves this time, how is my consciousness different than what it was when I was smoking? This is why I don't start the journey with a cold stop. I say, okay, we have, we have a week, you have a week, you have a week to smoke. Smoke. Fine. Let's ask some questions here, right? Let's work to understand what's happening. Let's talk about why you want to quit while you're smoking, right? And then let's do this. Let's do that. So this goes back to the question that you, you know, to the statement that you've made before that had a hidden question in it. The course that you're doing, the, you know, the neuroplasticity one, and saying, oh, I'm doing it while I'm high. Is, is it good? Is it not good? Well, the answer is it's both great and and not so efficient, right? Mm-hmm. On one hand, it's extremely efficient because not only you're doing it, you're doing it while you've altered your state of mind so that you're able to process more. Cannabis mm-hmm. allows us to be present in the moment. If you're doing this course and you have anxiety, and so you're just not going to be focused. There's not going to be an internal internalization of the input mm-hmm. as well as it is without cannabis. The problem is, and that's the double-edged sword, is that there's also a short-term memory loss. And so the realizations, it's sort of like, it's as if 
you're doing this course and you're, you, you're not only doing it, you're doing it three times, but you know, you're doing it much deeper and, and much more intensely, but you forget, you know, mm -hmm. there is a, um, for, for, for the lessons, for the understanding that are coming from this course to be etched in your mind, for the neural pathways to be paved, what is neuroplasticity? Neuroplasticity is the, is the realization, it's a fancy name that science has given to a, a, a fact that mm -hmm. it, it's taken science 40 years to recognize, that the mind is elastic. What does it mean it's elastic? It means that it, it's not really, it's, I'm sorry, not the, the mind, the brain. The brain is elastic. What does it mean that it's elastic? It means that it changes its form based on how we think. In other words, the brain is just a reflection of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Think differently, and the brain will repave itself. What happens when we smoke cannabis? We think differently. That's actually great. We, we pave new neural pathways using cannabis. Problem is, it's almost like, the problem is we don't remember them so well. And so after a day or two, they dissipate and we stay in the exact same place. The analogy that I like to give is that if we live in a cabin, you know, next to a mountain, and every day we come out of the cabin and we go for a walk, and we always walk in the same trail. And one day we get a machete and we go and we, we take a different trail. And we see a different view, which is great. But the next day we can't quite find it. And so that new trail is never really being paved. If you want to maximize the results, you know, for everybody who, you know, who, who asks, forget about cannabis dependency for a second. If you just ask, mm -hmm. hey, how can I maximize the impact of a course in neuroplasticity that I'm taking? or in general, to maximize the effect of neuroplasticity. I'll say, do it with cannabis. Do it, do it with the cannabis that calls you, and then do it again without. Go over what you've written. Go over what you've done, because then you're okay. paving that neural pathway. But not only are you paving the normal neural pathways that you'll be paving, you're paving the, the ones with the big realizations that you had, because you're not letting them go. So record yourself while you're doing it. Um, um, tape yourself. Do whatever necessary in order to to capture those realizations, because you won't remember them. Now, right. most people, even if they record themselves, they're not going to go back to do it again. And so, realistically, realistic, especially because, especially when they don't have motivation, because they just smoked, and now they're not. And now they have to go over it again, and it feels boring, and they don't feel like it. Blah blah blah. So realistically, for most people, it's better to do something like that while clear, just because of right. the harsh reality that you're not going to do it twice, okay? Yeah. And for some people, some people it's okay because we also smoke moderately. If we smoke moderately, then sometimes we can remember the things, especially if we apply various techniques, like we've already learned to document ourselves by writing. The second you write, while you're thinking, you're committing that into memory. If right. there's any emotion in it, we're going to remember it. So there's all kinds of techniques. It's a big answer for yeah. a very specific question. But the and next, the, yeah. I was going to say, you mentioned the emotion. 
Because that is something that I have noticed that so these these meditations I'm going through do trigger these old memories that are emotional. And so there have been a few that were very emotional. And I remember those clearly, even though I was altered. But there's others that I'm like, I don't even know what was said in that yeah, one because yeah. it just, you know, but the ones that created some kind of emotional response solidified that experience that memory for me regardless of being high or not so that so i feel like there's you know some benefits still happening um but it's just keeping like following along and staying on track because in my mind might start to yeah. drift over here and then i forget yeah. oh wait, well, what's the prompt what am yeah. i doing now you know and yeah. so then i feel like okay i lost track of it there and i'm wasting time yeah but i try to do i do it in the evening when usually is when i smoke in the evening right before bed i do the meditation and then i do it again in the morning before i get out of bed so i'm kind of i mean i guess i'm not high but I, it's still that you know it's only what like eight hours yeah. later i'm it's doing it again morning fog yeah 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 but um, you know trust your intuition you know keep doing what you're doing because this is what you've chose to do and don't beat yourself the, the, up over it. You can always redo it, right? Uh, right. And the, the goal I feel, I'm hoping, is that I'm going to get to a place where I can choose to not smoke. Yeah. So let's get because you there. Because, you know, yeah. like that's, that's what, yeah. that's what so I now, want to get. We, yeah. We've talked about it from all directions. Now let's get to yeah. the point, right? Let's okay. get to action. Let's get um, there. Consciously High. That's the name of the program. And it has four weeks in it. Here's what we do. In the first week, we prep you for the break. In that week, you decide how long you want the break to be. It doesn't have to be three weeks. Um, as, you know, I give example of the guy Shai here in Israel. Um, you know, uh, he decided it's going to be 12 weeks. And as I said, he's in week, in week eight. We're just starting to get to the point where we're starting to talk about restructuring his habits. Right, because at some point he'll want to go back to smoke. I mean, the the thinking of like, oh, I don't feel like smoking now. I feel so good in my clarity. Um, I'm never gonna smoke again. Is unrealistic. It's almost yeah, as unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's almost as unrealistic as the expectation to smoke again and again and again every day and not mm -hmm. expect that it's gonna have ramifications. It's not realistic. And it's the same thing. You're going to end up being somewhere where you're going to smoke. Might as well prep yourself for it from the beginning. And mm -hmm. the, what we do in that course, in that online journey, is we go over the, the reasons we want to smoke, we want to stop. We go over the things that we're grateful for uh, in the first week. We, and we starting to build our tool toolbox for success in our commitment not to smoke and specifically we work on our word there is okay. something about the word that we make we choose a very specific set of words very specific for me it's i vow in hebrew it has to be in hebrew in hebrew means i vow but it has a biblical connotation uh, how should I explain it? It's very, it's, it sounds very serious to me. Mm -hmm. My connotation. Some people who work with me, they have all kinds of words. Some, some people say I promise. Some people say I promise to myself. Some people say I swear on my father's grave. Some people say whatever. Whatever is the words that if you say them, somebody puts a gun to your head, you don't break them. 
I mean, okay, well, again, to your head, you do, because some things that are life are more important, but yeah. you're not going to break them. You're not going to break it. Now, if you don't have that kind of word, I guide you through the process of creating one. A word has strength infused into it. It has a vibration. When we speak, there's a vibration. If we mean it, there's a vibration. Okay. If I say, I vow that I'm not going to smoke two weeks from now, I can mm -hmm. tell you, Don, that I will not smoke. I've built strength into that word so much, so many times, that now I don't want to lose it. If I'm going to break the word, I'm going to lose that tool. I'm going to, I've worked so hard to build it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Right. My word's the most important thing to me because I know that if I'm going to say it, I'm going to do it. Now I can use that word elsewhere. It has become a sword with which I carve my reality. It has right. become my strength. It has become my willpower. Mm -hmm. It has become a tool with which I decide when I do something and when I don't. And for the vast majority of people, nine out of 10, when they get to the end of that first week, and when they say the words, when they say the words coming out of their mouth, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I give an example of something to say, but, you know, you can choose your own. I, I encourage people to do a little ritual, you know, whatever, or get an accountability buddy, you know. Mm -hmm. And by the time they say the words, the desire to smoke drops. Why? And this is something I've explained in other episodes, and I, you know, and I, I try to kind of make it things that people will understand. There's a mechanism to our consciousness. There's a mechanism that creates our desire. Desire is involuntary, but not only it's an involunt it's involuntary. I mean, we don't decide when we feel like eating pizza. I might have said pizza now and somebody heard it and said, oh, I, I feel like pizza. Well, until a second ago, you didn't, right? The desire is involuntary. And it's always temporary. It's always immediate. But one more thing about desire that's very important, it's passive. It reacts to something, something that you've seen, something that you've smelled, something that you've realized that exists. Mm -hmm. Desire is always a result. It's a reflection of our willpower. It's a reflection of the, the words that we think. It's a refle it reflects from the senses. You see a box of pizza on the counter and you smell the smell of pizza. Say, oh, I feel like pizza. Yeah. If you just ate and filled yourself up and ate too much and came back from a restaurant and there's a steaming pizza on the counter, you're not going to feel like eating pizza. Mm -hmm. So desire is always passive. It's always fleeting. It's always involuntary. What's active is our willpower. There's a mechanism to how the mind works. And when we realize that, we can actually focus our willpower and we can control the desire. And the desire literally disappears when we, when we take the time to actually do it. And, mm -hmm. and funny enough, for most people, it comes back immediately after the time that they've set for themselves. And it, it works like magic. You know, I've worked with people, uh, decided to do like seven weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Like the number seven. A lot of people like the number seven. Seven weeks. And on week six and a half, they tell me, I don't even feel like smoking anymore. I think I'm going to continue after. And the seventh week ends and, you know, they, they do the little closing ritual. I've succeeded, blah, blah, blah. And two days later, they say, oh, my God, I suddenly felt like smoking. 
Why? Because the possibility was there. Before, the possibility wasn't there. There was no possibility that they could smoke. Just like after your surgery, there was no possibility that you would smoke because you knew that you wanted to be healthy. You wanted that operation to succeed. Mm -hmm. Voila. When the possibility is not there, we don't smoke. I talk to people who smoke every day for years and say, what happens when you travel elsewhere? And there's not only there's no pot, there's no way you can get some. There's no way. It's not one of those places where you can see somebody and it's like, oh, is he a smoker? Or maybe he can hook me up. The second the possibility is there, the desire starts cranking. Ooh, maybe I could. Blah, blah, blah. You start thinking about it. It starts taking over your trip. But if you're in a place where there's no way you can do it, what's going to happen? And they all tell me, I just forget about it. I just forget about it. This program helps you forget about it. Now, for the other three weeks, while you're on a break, I guide you through a process. First, understand what cannabis does, does in your mind so you understand that it's a double-edged sword and understand how you can use it efficiently when you actually do use it. A little bit. I dive on it. You know, I dive into it just a little bit just to give a taste. Mm-hmm. Cannabis in memory, cannabis in dreams, all kind of things like that. Right? And then I help you negotiate a truth between your inner child and your inner adult, between the one that says, I don't want to smoke at all. I want to be clear because there's nothing like clarity. And the one of you that says, screw you, I want to smoke every day. Mm-hmm. has to be a truth. There has to be a negotiation. It's a process. It's a mm-hmm. process. And once you get that, you restructure your habits and you get to a point, maybe in the beginning you get to a point where um, you know, you've, you've negotiated and you actually have a contract with yourself. Today, at this particular point, I don't even have that. I don't even have that. I just know. I know what I want to accomplish. But I've regained my old self. And yet, my old self, the one I thought I didn't like, now has the superpowers that cannabis has helped it acquire. Because I'm a more refined person I've learned to develop my, uh, my uh, emotional intelligence using cannabis. I've learned to develop my physical intelligence using cannabis. I've learned to develop my mental intelligence using cannabis. And that doesn't go away. All I need to do is be clear and let go of my anxiety, right? And it's coming mm-hmm. back. And yeah, sometimes it's hard for me to let go of the anxiety. So I, I take a walk or I run, or maybe I smoke. Sometimes all it takes is a toke to mm-hmm. bring me back to center. And then, you know, a few days later, I'll feel that slippery slope coming. Trigger. Oh, feeling that slippery slope. I vow that blah, 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 blah. Boom. I have my power. I have my tool with a word. That's it. It's that mm-hmm. simple. And yet, God's in the little detail. The devil's in the little details. And they have a battle there, right? So we have to get down there to the nitty-gritty and to actually do it. You actually have to make the decision and do it. And do it. Yeah. But it's possible. I know it's possible. I've seen it work. You don't have to throw the baby with the bathwater. You don't have to lose your best friend forever. You just have to ask yourself. Literally talk to your inner child and say, listen, 
You can't smoke every day. It doesn't work. We're going to negotiate. We're going to find the time. I'm going to tell you when's the time to smoke. And it's going to be your time. And you're going to be able to do this. When we go on vacation, yes, sure. You know, maybe you start on weekends. I had four iterations of trying different things mm -hmm. with my inner child before I landed on something that's working, you know. And now, you know, it's easier and it's easier. And the more the inner child trusts the adult, that the adult is not going to take away the fun. And the more the adult trusts the inner child to understand that when it says, no, listen, you got an interview this evening, whatever, right? I had a lecture I told you last week. I knew that two weeks before the lecture, I don't want to smoke. I want to get on that stage, clear-minded, sharp, mm -hmm. sharp. And I was. I was. People ask questions out of nowhere. If I would have smoked. It wouldn't have been cohesive, right? Right. It wouldn't have been. So I'm willing to be your accountability buddy. If you're willing okay. to do this program with me here, you know, meet with yeah. me at the end of every week. And you don't have to decide now. I'm kind of putting you on the spot, I know, for the listeners. So you don't have to answer. But you decide to do it. I'm willing. Come back at the end of each week and we'll talk where you are, how you doing. And you're going to see I'll do it. it. Gonna be, what's that? I said, I'll do it. I'm, I'm it. like, because I, I, that actually will, will work for me when I, when having, when I'm, when someone else is holding me accountable or if I say I'm going to do something and someone else and I need to report back to someone else, my progress, I stay motivated to do it. But if I don't, and I think that's part of where I failed in the past where I decide on my own, okay, I'm going to stop, but I don't want to tell anyone because I don't want to disappoint them in case I decide not to stop, you know? So it's like, I can't give my word. I won't even give my word to myself. I'm like, maybe I'll try it and see where it goes. And it's like, oh, didn't work. So I'm glad I didn't tell anyone because otherwise they're going to think I don't do what I say I'm going to do, yeah. you know? So, but if I actually, you know, commit to it and, 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 announce it and that this is this is what i'm doing i will follow through you know, I, I will be more successful yeah. at it because of that so i you know i talk about that in the program because obviously i can't be everybody's accountability buddy right mm -hmm. uh but i speak about that in the program of the importance of having um a commitment sometimes for some people to other people and but I, I want to name it for those out there who are thinking, well, I don't have somebody to, you know, be accountable for me, and I want that. Mm -hmm. the, the whole idea in the course is that we build that accountability towards ourselves. Right. You need somebody from the outside, that means something's still missing. I guarantee that even if I wasn't here, it would have worked if you, if you wanted it to work, right? Yeah. But... Here I am, and I'm offering. The universe sends it your way, and it's going to help other people. So let's help other people. Let's show them what happens um, in real time. So yep. the next step for you is to make a decision of what's the date that you want to stop smoking. Mm -hmm. And from that date, I want you to take a week, okay? I want you to take a week, seven days backwards, okay? Mm -hmm. And start the course. Start consciously high on weedoutthehabit.com. Now, um, I believe, I, I, I don't think we spoke about anything financial. The program costs $149. And 
I'm going to, I'm going to leave it that way because when we don't pay, we don't have a commitment. There's something about payment that is extremely important to do, yeah. to get the money to actually do it because it puts uh, some kind of an energy it's for an us. It's an energy exchange. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's an energy exchange and it's important. Yeah. And right. so we'll, we'll, hopefully that works for you. We'll leave it at that and, mm -hmm. and come back here and I'll walk you through the entire program. Um, at the end of each week, we're going to talk maybe... Um, I think maybe the first week, maybe even twice. Like, let me go over the the lessons and see when's the best the best time. But I think okay. it's probably should be, um, it's probably should be, it be the first week at least, or maybe at the last. I don't know. We'll figure it out, and we'll meet, okay. and we'll talk, and we'll see how you're doing, and we're gonna get you there, and we're gonna if if those nightmares are gonna come, then we're gonna deal with those as well, um, okay. using other techniques that are not necessarily cannabis related, but we're going to deal with those as well. Okay. You're not alone. Not just you, Don, you're not alone. Whoever you are out there. Um, if you want, if you need help with regaining command on your use of cannabis, first of all, know that you're not alone. There's so many people out there who are struggling with this. Second, there's, there, there's help. There's, there's all kinds of pro amazing programs out there. Mine's not the only one. And I, mine's not for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. And your, um, your, uh, you know, your participation here, Don, with me, hopefully are going to give others uh, some kind of array of hope that it's possible because this is it. Here you are with, with that same problem with pretty serious symptoms when you don't smoke. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen? Let's see. Let's see and yeah. let's deal with it as it comes. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for it. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I was kind of, my plan has been, I've actually been using just December as my, my preparation. You know, I'm using the whole month of December kind of. Yeah. Like, letting my mind know okay this is the direction we're going we are taking, yeah. we are planning to take a break you know um so and i've made my last purchase of what i have on hand yeah. i'm hoping by you know i'm trying to, to to gauge it out that it'll be just enough to last me <laughs> yeah. um until it's time to take a break because i it it i can't have it in the house it can't be around and i'm, I'm not that I, I'm not that strong at right now when it comes to, you know, my willpower yes, yeah, yeah. yet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I would like to be, that's what I want to get. I would you like will to be, be, you know, you, you know, will be when I, when I decide I, I want to be in control of when I choose to smoke and not yeah. just, you know, so I, I got to make sure that that's, uh, is that part of the program is to not have it around or. Uh, I highly recommend it to people. Some people, some people, can't do it because their roommate is smoking. I, there's somebody actually from the UK who's doing the program right now. I think he mm -hmm. just finished. Uh, his roommate is smoking. And he was, he contacted me and he was showing me like in the background, there were like three pipes on the, on the coffee table. And he was telling me, I don't get it. I don't feel like smoking. Right. Wow. He was like, I don't believe it. I didn't believe it, but I don't feel like smoking. It sounds like one of those infomercials where you sell something <laughs> that's impossible. Yeah. But that's the human mind. That's, you know, we have that strength. And so, yes, it's better not to have it in the house. And in fact, in the video prep for the class, uh, for, for, the, for the journey, I, I named that. Uh, and for me, it helped okay. as well. Today, it doesn't matter to me anymore. 
but it's something that most people need to to work up to. Yeah. Okay. Because the the, the temptation is there. The reason why you're thinking now that it's going to be an issue if it's going to be in the house is because you haven't went through the process with me to define that word to, to give strength yeah. to that word i know it sounds very abstract but it's but it's very powerful and once i know we what do you it, mean yeah yeah yeah, so yeah we'll, i know we'll, exactly we'll, what you mean because i know that there there is that word and i know i know how how important it is and i won't use that when i say i'm not gonna yes smoke. yes we avoid using I, it I avoid yeah. it because I know I'm going to break it and I don't want to break yeah. my word. Yeah. So yeah. Good. So you already have it. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I'm a firm believer yeah. in that. What are we without our word, right? Right. So, exactly. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Wonderful. Wonderful. I, I, uh, all the signs are, are telling me you're going to be extremely successful in this. And it sounds like your intuition already knows when you want to begin. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that you begin before the holidays or during the holidays you know, you still love it, blah, blah, blah. Just, just try to moderate yourself. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you have it. I know for me, I used to have this thing that if I know I'm going to stop, I really smoke a lot. And, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just, just notice, just pay attention. And I will give you one recommendation, something to actually start doing now. Hmm. Um, do you have a journal? I do, yes. And do you journal? I do. I have been, well, with this other program I've been doing, it requires journal prompts and stuff. So I've been, yeah, yeah I've been getting into yeah. journaling. Journal about cannabis as well. In your journal, or if you want, open another journal, I recommend in your journal. Um, mm -hmm. But but mark it in a particular way that laid, like, for example, some, uh, you know, once I used to do like a, a yellow line next to every time I wrote about cannabis, my relationship to it. So that later I can just flip, look for the yellow line and okay. kind of read just the cannabis diary type of thing and right. write every day just write today i like the simplest thing you know the most boring you know we hate writing the journal today i did this write yeah. it you'll be yeah. amazed you know what information you'll get things like today i didn't you know i really felt crap i felt like sick in the morning from smoking and i told myself today i'm not going to smoke and here i am now 4 p.m and here it is again not judging not judging just just writing, just write it without judging. Just say it. Just say it. Just lo you mean like logging it in, like this, Log this, this time, or exactly. or write, like how do I feel after having smoked? Like if what? you can, if you want to do both, if you feel the inclination to write how you feel, oh, amazing. Okay. But okay. Eat, by bare minimum, just log it, and you'll learn so much about your okay. your habit. And and a lot, if your hand just goes there to write how you feel about it, even when you're smoking, like. Oh, how do I feel now? Let me smoke because I really felt like smoking. So I'm going to, I'm going to, and then I'm going to write, Oh my God, what changed? What changed for me? And see what happens and see how your writing changed, right? Most okay. people, this is funny to me. Like most people who love cannabis so much, there's like all these super simple exercises that people don't even think to do in order to understand what changed in their psyche, in their consciousness. How do we write before and then after? What happened? What happened to our handwriting? What happened to the words? What words come? What words don't come? We open a book. You know, when I read, when I smoke indica, I can't read the book I wrote. I can't read it. I can't read it. I, I don't understand what I wrote. I have short-term memory because the book is so abstract. 
about the mind, how the mind works and electromagnetic, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And when I get to the end of the sentence, I don't remember what the beginning. Right. Indica, yeah. right? Because what it does to, well, it's in Hebrew, but, you know. So anyway, so do that. Uh, I highly recommend. It's okay if you don't. Uh, it's mm -hmm. not homework. It's not a requirement. Um, okay. And be in touch with me. Let me know when you want to start. Uh, okay. Give me a little in advance. So tell me two weeks before you want to start so I can begin. Actually, okay. just be in touch so that we can schedule okay. the dates in advance for right. the break. And also make a decision. How long do you want to stop for? Is it just three weeks or do you want more? Most people do a little more, but it's totally up to you. And we'll structure those podcast episodes accordingly. And okay. I'll guide you through it. And we'll, we'll, you will have fun. And you will come out at the other end as a different person. Because you won't just come out at the other end as Don who didn't smoke for X amount of weeks. And it's okay if it's three, by the way. No judgment here. Okay. You won't just come out on the other side as that. You will come out on the other side as Don the integrated. Don who knows what she wants. Don who has the power of the word. Don who is holding the cookie jar, the adult within that holds the cookie, the cookie jar, the, the, the jar of candy, and knows when's the right time to use it and when not. And when you go out into the world, when you're going to be enjoying cannabis again, there's something's going to change in you and your perspective is going to be different. And even if one day you're still going to slip, the memory, the jotted memory of, of the feeling of it, of the feeling that you don't want is going to be a lot more pronounced. It's going to be a lot more real and you're going to mm -hmm. bounce back a lot faster. You understand? Yeah. It's yes. okay, you know, it's okay to, to, to have a relapse, but it's going to be different. It's going to be different because you're okay. always going to have that power. Always going to have that power. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> Great. That's, I look forward to working like what, with you. Yeah. I do too. It's just, um, it's just interesting because this is exactly what I've been looking for and I just happened to stumble upon your your podcast and um, I didn't know that there were programs out there like this you know <laughs> I, and yeah. I maybe because I, I didn't research into it enough or um, but yeah I, I just didn't think you know like if yeah. someone said oh isn't there a marijuana anonymous I'm like I don't know but I'd be embarrassed to go if there was you know yeah. <laughs> because it just seems like people say it's not addictive you know and so they yeah. but I do have to say the times that I have quit I do have some physical reactions some withdrawals that they're subtle but they're there and uh, I don't know if anyone else has experienced it um but it's there and, it, and it's usually I notice it at night when I'm trying to sleep and it's like yeah. an agitated feeling kind of uh, similar to I, I was um, I had I had used um, pres prescription um, painkillers for a long time before for some medical issues and I always thought that that would be the hardest thing to get off of in, in comparison to marijuana but it wasn't it was actually easy for me um, I did have some of the, you know, some, some symptoms from that. And so I, I can, I remember, you know, that what I experienced is very kind of similar, but not on that level, just very subtle in the background. And it only is about three days and then it's gone. 
It's just yeah. that initial yeah. three days. And I don't know what that is, or if maybe it's in my head because I'm expecting that to happen because it's not, you maybe. know, I don't know. Or then I think about what about the reaction, you know, when you smoke and the, 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 the chemistry in our brain changes and mm. right. So then if you're not smoking, then that chemistry doesn't change or it yeah. changes differently. So there is some yeah. sort of physical effect, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there would be, even yeah. if it's a, a withdraw from the own, your own mm. chemicals that your brain makes that when you smoke, you know, so yeah. I feel like there should you know, be some. Yeah. And withdrawal. well, you know, if you feel like there should be something, there will be something. And, <laughs> well, I uh, guess, yeah, with that choice of words that, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, at the same time, it, it is logical that there will be some kind of, of, of you know, something. And Maybe, for I guess me, if I'm expecting yeah. it, then it shows up. Yeah, and it's very different for different people. Um, I will say that people who have very specific reactions, um, usually when they do this program, the reactions either being reduced dramatically, go away, or maybe different reactions. Something changes. Something always changes because the process itself changes the expectations of what's mm -hmm. going to come out of it and the resolve. And sometimes the body, um, the inner child, you know, the body, you know, the, the subconscious sometimes manifests symptoms because of this, like, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. You know, I'm never going to be able to. There's a lot of grief. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of grief, Don, in the realization that you're never going to be smoking again. Mm-hmm. People don't give themselves time to grieve that. And so a lot of the symptoms sometimes relate to that grief. But that's right. the beauty with the, my program. So you mentioned other programs. Yes, there's a lot. But I have not found another program that says, no, 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 no. We're not going to try to, you know, most programs are going to tell you, hey, you're addicted. You should never touch it. And that's kind of the core of AA type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I say, no, that's not freedom. That's not freedom. True right. freedom is that you make the decision. Let's give you that strength. Let's give you that ability. Let's provide you with the tools to allow you to regain command on your use of an altering substance. That's, that's right. what it is. We'll yeah. stop acting like kids. And we're going we're gonna to have an adult in the house who's going to tell us when to smoke and when not. And we're going to be that adult. It's time. Mm -hmm. It's time. Yeah. And so that's it. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've tortured people enough in this, in this <laughs> podcast, you know, with our, with our, with our words. Uh, hopefully it was beneficial for, for people. I know it was just like the other episodes were to you. This one will be for other people. Thank you for your courage, um, passion, and willingness to go on air with this. Uh, thank you for your willingness to, to, to take the journey, to do it. Yeah. Um, I hope that it'll be an amazing one. I, I know that it's going to be an amazing one for you. And we have a chance here of, of doing something live, kind of like a reality, a little mini reality show right. uh, to show that it's possible. Uh, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. So we'll see what happens, right? Um, and uh, what else did I want to say? Uh, what state are you from? Is, is that okay to ask? Um, yeah, I'm in California. California, yeah. I lived in California for, for many years. I love California. So yeah. um, uh, I miss the U.S. I, I, I came back to Israel, uh, you know, 
I've moved back, but I didn't think I'm not going to visit it for, it's been 14 months now. And I miss, I miss my best friend who's my ex-wife. I miss my dogs. I miss my friends. I miss my, my Spokane where I live. And uh, it's always good to speak, suddenly speak English again. I mean, I just yeah. I'm not <laughs> speaking English <laughs> almost rarely. So thank right. you for that opportunity that you've given sure. me. Yeah. 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 All right, Don. Okay. So right. I will reach out to you when I give you the, the date, which is coming yeah. up. So yeah. It's likely going to be early January. I know it's you know, New Year's resolutions. People yeah. say uh, Perfect. often fail, but I, I, this will be, this is, this is going to work for me because I, I'm choosing yeah. it. No. Yeah. Um, I'll wrap up the podcast and then just stay with me for one more second, okay? Sure, yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. You've been listening to uh, Decoding Cannabis. It's a, it's a podcast, kind of a reality podcast. It's, uh, it's only live when, when the time is right and somebody wants to talk to me about cannabis. Um, uh, to, to know what else we're doing, go to creorg.institute. So, so Consciously High is a production of a Consciousness Research Institute. Um, it's, a, it's a research institute that specializes in mind-altering substances. Um, we are interested in things like how come DMT makes our, you know, our experience geometric? And we're obviously interested in cannabis and how it impacts the mind. Uh, and our goal is to make sense of the human mind. Our goal is to understand how the mind works. Uh, I'm n- I've now opened um, sort of like a virtual branch of this this con- uh, this research institute here in Israel, and I've connected with uh, the Israeli Institute for Science and Technology, uh, Science and Consciousness. Um, I'm actually co-managing it now with with somebody else, um, and so I've connected with with the leading researchers of consciousness here in Israel and trying to bring this knowledge that I've gained through the research of cannabis uh, to the discussion about consciousness and what it does and how it works. Um, if you, um, we, have a, we, we have a YouTube channel called Creorg.tv uh, that from now on all these podcast episodes are going to be posted. You're only going to see me most of the time unless the other person wants to be seen. Um, and uh, yeah, Creorg.institute. So that's about it. That's all I have to say. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Don, for being with me. And uh, yeah, smoke responsibly. All right. Thank you.